Welcome to Planty Face Syndicate, episode 65. A warrior who doesn't hope battle has no hope. Raven. Tonight, we're going to be covering XTC and Omicron Galactic Championship finals, as well as um, we're going to be talking about some unique lists and kind of looking at some of the overall statistics for some local or some tournaments that I've been kind of capturing and comparing different factions to each other. But before we begin tonight, um, just a warning, please, please be careful if you're out there driving. We went out, saw Rogue One tonight, having a great time on the way home. And I end up having to stop and essentially help um, a handicapped person and a dog get into a car to go to a vet hospital because somebody was not paying attention and hit this gentleman's service dog. Uh, so that was a super fun uh, night. So just kind of a overall, please, please, please be careful while you're driving out there that you're paying attention on your bloody phone. Because I don't know who it was, but hopefully that person can feel a little remorse for other people. With that being said, tonight I have some awesome guests joining us. And JJ's back somehow. I didn't know he was going to be back tonight. So great for JJ. Uh, he's going to be back tonight um, joining us from his new apartment or townhouse or wherever the heck he's staying um, in the ethers of North Carolina. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Nobby's A-Wings. They did not win XTC but he's excited to talk about them. With that being said, let's bring everybody in. Welcome to the show, Zach and Corey from Bruce Squadron. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. Well. And welcome back, JJ. Um, hopefully you fly some A-Wings in Abby's honor here this week. Yeah, so um, part of the challenge of moving to a new place is trying to find a local place that actually plays X-Wing. Um, I, I knew of a place last year when I came by um, that was running a regular night, but I haven't been able to see anything posted since then. So I'll have to pay him a visit later on this week to see if they're running a weekly local, and that way I can start getting some practice for a crate cup. Awesome. So we wanted to have Corey and Zach on because we, we, we had Corey weeks ago when we talked about list building, and we thought, hey, why not bring Corey and Zach on? And let's talk a little bit about some of the lists. So I will be honest, we're probably not going to go over all of the top cut lists. Just as an FYI to everybody, we tried to pick a lot more of the lists that seem fun to fly. Um, and then in XCC, we were looking for some of the lists that made, that were a higher end that, that did very well. Um, I will tell you, if the list is a meta list, I will 100% over it because I don't care that much about what, talking about Nate Vader and stupid um jingoists because we all know jingoists are getting nerfed we already had that conversation last week <laughs> so there's no Wait, way they're gonna did, let uh, those things continue did vader win a championship anywhere no he still has not no, he still is good. not he was on a team though he was on a team that won a championship <laughs> but he did not himself win anything and we'll actually get to that that in the gsp top that that was that's kind of a surprise uh not to see a vader defender um, and they had quite a few strikers in there, which I didn't think was uh, a very viable <laughs> list, but um, that wasn't me. So somebody somebody did that and took that to the top cut. Anyway, so to begin with tonight, before we get into list and anything like that, and I apologize, we are a half hour early tonight. I wanted to ensure that we were starting before Game of Thrones started. If any of you were uh, trying to watch your Game of Thrones, <laughs> now you're stuck here with us. Um, and you can watch it with me afterwards if you want. Um <laughs> 
but what I thought would be fun to do since we talked a little bit about building um a little bit about building uh lists and some of the lists that are we thought were interesting what is your guys's take on what pilot would you like to see their points change them playable or their loadout value change to make them playable so i don't care if it's extended non-extended whatever floats your all boat but what i want to do is i want to talk about that a little bit because i think to me that's like very important so last week we talked about like all these different pilots we think should get points adjustments but what is your favorite pilot that you can't fly right now because because that pilot is just too bloody expensive Well, I'll go ahead and start. One of my favorite pilots that I used to fly um, in the Republic uh, is Matchstick on the Y-Wing. Currently, right now, he's a 5-point Y-Wing. Um, his ability reads that while you perform a primary or a turret arc attack, you may reroll one attack back for each red token you have. Um, this is really great as you can start off early with just uh, assigning target locks onto that Y-Wing and just basically act as a, a really good uh, way to either get um objectives with that particular y-wing um and still have those re-rolls on offense for it and it's a really great ship um however being at five points i mean you're looking at a ton of other delta seven jedis that are four points or even obi-wan kenobi to you know mimic nick sperry uh he's five points in the ada <laughs> so um I, I i wish matchstick was at least one or two points cheaper so that way he would be a, a viable option for the republic um, his loadout value is decent at 18 points right now. Um, but yeah, I think that he needs some love in the Republic. All right, Corey, you're next. Um, I think uh, I, I love resistance. Um, and besides all the A-wings going down one point, I think uh, I would have to say um, that Bastion is one of my uh, ships that I've always used for forever. And uh, at five points, I think he's just not. There's there's too many other above him, and he's just got one of those ships that I've used for since as long as I can remember, and and uh, miss getting him on the table. So, what do you think he should be put at then? Well, you got to tell me what points value, Corey. You can't just say I want this one to be different. I mean, just just dropping one point, but um, I could see him even just fully nixing uh, loadout value almost to like maybe two points or something like that. Like you can put R four droid on him or R three, um, but uh, it'd be nice to see some some ships that don't need the the loadout values to go down just a little bit. Um, and he's one that I would I'd love to see at I two. You know, um, I think he deserves a little bit of love. Awesome. Awesome. Zach, how about you? Well, I've only been flying him for a little bit until the points went up. I want I want my mall gauntlet down again, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, having so much what? fun when that ship first came out with Maul, and now I don't even want I don't even want to fly him. Why have him when I can spend one more point and have Boba? <laughs> now, true. would you would you want his loadout points to also go back up, or would you be would you think he's playable at his current loadout value? I would like to try it. I think he's playable um, with Rook having eighteen. Like I feel like twenty is fine. So bring him back down to uh, seven, maybe. The issue is that if you bring him down to seven and Rook's at seven still, then like 
you know, it just becomes a who are you going to pick, and you're probably just going to pick Maul instead of Rook again. But uh, that's true. Yeah. So you could you could take Maul and move him down, and then what you could do is give Maul more loadout points or less loadout points and more loadout points to Rook, and then that, then it's a decision: do you want to take a crew and you know some super commandos and, and make sure you give uh, Rook the title? Hell, how about just give Rook the title and not give Maul the title? That, that'd be another fix too. Yep. And I think also really, um, you know, a few ships, they've they've really changed out what loadout slots they have. And I think the gauntlet with as many as it has, like, just have some fun with it. Like, maybe he doesn't get crew slots because nobody wants to be around Maul. Um, <laughs> so, you know, do something like really push things a little bit further. I, I any of the chassis that they've really pushed heavy into different loadouts, I think you see more play of different pilots whereas if they all have the standard pilot loadouts then of course you're going to take the one with force and the one that has higher initiative um so you know like uh a wings for instance you know I've, i'm looking at some uh resistance a wings at four points um i'm going to try them and there's the i5 sefton and then there's the i3 um uh what's her name with the cannon slot and i'm going to try both of them out just because they're both four points, but it's worth experimenting just because you get some a lot of variety in there, and I think that's really good for the for the game and for the chassis themselves. So for me, it is essentially the HMP, but I don't think all of them should go down in points. I think our Gian Ocean prototype should go down in points, remain the same across the board. Put that at four points, and then I would like to see um, I would like to see the DGS zero forty seven go down in points personally and, and and leave the others kind of where they are. You can have your on around oppressor back up at five. I don't care. I'll never fly that thing. Um, not with seven loadout points, but give me my DGS 047 and then bump his uh, loadout up to um, like 16 or 17. So I could take like a crew and a, um, and some sort of like tactical uh, droid. That's that. Those are the two I would like to see. And, and that's, I don't care what anybody says. I don't think HMPs really are that like meta breaking right now. Like, yeah, they don't want you to be able to fly five of them, and that's fine, you know. So just don't keep all of them at four points. Um, but give me two of them, especially the Gian Ocean, and give me my DGS 047 um, back to four points. And and, and they at that point because then I can put a shield upgrade if I want. Yeah. Um, or I can not put a shield upgrade. You know. And it'd be neat if with HMPs, if they would just shift a couple down to four, keep the rest of them at five, and then every, you know, cycle of points changes, then shift another one down and move the other ones up and kind of make it so that you had to keep changing things up and keeping it fresh, but you still had a couple HMPs you could use, but you can't field four of them or five of them, which, which is the problem, right? Just yeah. kind of swap it out, which ones are the active ones in a sense. Yeah. And like, you know, that... To, if you think about it at four points, you're probably not taking three of them. You're probably not going to put 12 points into it because that only leaves you can run three of them in Django. Um, and I don't think that's going to be good. No, yes, it's nice to be able to side slip around things, but you're a two dice cannon, mm -hmm. you know, and the, the Gene Ocean is the only one that gets the three dice, and that's only at range two to three, right? And that's only out the front arc, not out the sides. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's to me, they're not damaging enough that you can put a bunch in. A list and think it's gonna actually like 
be that great. Like, it would be good at Assault on the Satellite if you could place all your satellites correctly because he's a side slip. Dude, side yeah. slip, dude. But that's the only scenario. Everyone else you would fail at. And that's if you don't get nuked first. So, yeah. Anyway, so that, that was kind of just my thoughts. I just thought that would be a fun thing because I think that's one of the things when we talk about last week that that Nick and I missed was what are you really having fun with that you want to fly? And like, I normally would just say Soons here because I would really like to be able to put Soons here on the board again. But again, I, I like if I say Soons here should be at five points, everybody's going to have a meltdown because of all the other toys that Empire has. But when you bring your Jingleus up to three, maybe Iden up to four and get rid of these four point freaking uh, strikers or not strikers, uh, Reapers, then 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 I can have my uh, we can we can lower that that cost on Soons here. I'll say I think Soontir would be fine at five. Yeah, he doesn't live and, and you can't run dual shield hull anymore right. like you used to be able to. And Charles isn't on to tell me I'm wrong. So because Charles hates that pilot <laughs> more than I hate Torkoal Mux. Seriously, man, when are we getting the official tenor hate list? I don't know. Whenever you want to create it, JJ. So that's what I say. And you can make the little <laughs> things in the discord. You can make little memes of the pictures. Like if you want to like you, what you need to do is figure out how to make a GIF. There you go. That maybe that's a Corey job. Make a GIF of angry Tanner face, like when Tanner gets really angry, and then like clip it, and then you we can make that as like one of our little emotes. And then you know every time you could you could build the list and you could just add to it every time Tanner goes on his rants about which pilot he hates today. Which I don't know if I have any I'm going to really despise today that we're going to talk about. Um, you can just throw the emote in the chat. You know, maybe we'll do a giveaway. Who knows? All right. So shall we talk? Like XT? It, whiskey. What? <laughs> can you? Yeah. Can you get the yeah. one where I'm taking a sip of whiskey? Yeah. The whiskey t- Tanner whiskey yeah. face. Damn it. Cor- I can see Corey trying to take screenshots already. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's talk a little bit about some lists, shall we? So I feel XTC. I want to go through XTC first. And I only say it because the format is very different. <laughs> um, and I really don't mind the format. I think the format's actually pretty cool the way they do it. Um, but we will have to give a shout out to Canada, especially to our good buddy, Brendan, who I think 5 owed like his list. I think he only had one loss. He 8 owed 8 and 1 or 7 and 2. He only had one or two losses. And then if you go back to the season, he had very few losses. Um, during the season as well. So congrats to um, Canada for coming out on top with 24 points as well. Yes, Deslin, your list is in there too, baby. I can't mention all of you and then I won't have anything to go over, right? Like there will be nothing to go over. <laughs> we'll get you, Desi. Don't worry. All right. So these are kind of the standings that, that they had. So Canada came out on top 2014 points um, with England and Germany closely behind and Italy behind that. And United States came in at 15 points, 15 win points. So what does that mean, JJ? So if we're tallying points up, that means they got five wins. Yeah, that's right. Five team wins overall. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we had five, six, and then seven. So, Nobody came out unscathed, but I will say that the uh, Canada team came out very far ahead um, as well. And it was funny because a lot of people were not picking Canada to be the top team. Uh, Spain came in the worst, unfortunately, uh, with 
with only two wins, two team wins there. And then Czechs, Australia, Philippines all came in with three wins. And Ireland came in with four. And Ireland was actually one of the ones that we had thought were going to kind of go top. They had a lot of shakeout, though, with uh, I think they had two. If, if I'm correct, they had two subs, I think. Um, I could be wrong, but I know Rich was their team captain wasn't there. He was in Disneyland, so. Oh, <laughs> well, that's a fun place to be. All right. So why don't we start? I What I did is I picked eight no lists, and then I don't know. I picked a few lists I found that were kind of cool, too. Um, so I don't know which ones that we have. But if um, and, and so, JJ, this is so I'm going to give you the first list. You can go through the very first list. But here's the deal. Since a lot of the stuff is duplicate, we don't have to give every bloody thing. What I want to do is talk more about interactions. So I like, for example, this top list has two V uh, VT 49s in it. And there is quite a few interactions in there that like I have not seen before, such as the fifth brother and death troopers. So let's talk through what they are and how they kind of interact. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, going through this first list here, we have uh, Nicholas and Moulders here. Uh, his list is the Galactic Vampire. We have two Ice Beam Jinguist, Wampa, Captain Oiken, and the Decimator, and Morna Key. Now, uh, what's really interesting here with Captain Oiken is that he gets to treat the uh, range zero attacks as if it was at range one. So uh, being able to set himself up in a position where he can block um, if the opponent decides to take a, a, a red focus, um, and if they still remain at range one of Captain Oiken after the next turn, they won't be able to get rid of their stress. Uh, fifth brother um, being a passive force for Captain Oiken, able to spend the force to change a focus into a crit result. Uh, really, really brutal, um, especially if you're able to um, uh, also like push in extra damage with Ruthless, which you can uh, use one of the Jingoists to do that, um, to like damage them and get that extra hit in. Um, it makes an Oiken very consistent on offense, and you're able to get uh, crit spore often in because you're most likely... Uh, shooting after all the Jinguists and uh, Monarchy have a chance to hit that one ship that's going to be uh, blocked by Oiken there. Monarchy also with uh, Ruthless, Darth Vader, Triple Zero, and BT-1 Gunner. Uh, this is all the stress. Uh, this is a, a very good stress build. You're uh, forcing your opponent to first uh, Vader. Um, they either have to suffer damage or remove their token. Um, then you triple zero them if they're in range. They either give Morna a calculate um, or give her a or uh, the ship has to take a stress, which they don't want uh, with uh, with death troopers nearby. And then uh, BT one allows Morna to uh, change her hits into crits for every uh, stress that that ship has. So you have the potential to possibly double stress somebody, get free damage onto them with more key, and this can absolutely decimate an uh, enemy squad. There, it's really good. So is the the BT one and the triple O that on there just for that the stress dealing to say hey I want you to get rid of a token yeah. and then if not here's a stress and oh by the way now that you're stressed I get a crit out of it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, if you end up taking that stress, uh, BT one is going to end up getting uh, getting active in that shot. So yeah, this absolutely gets extra stress there. Oh, we can. Corey, what do you think about overtuned on those jingoists? That's that's a little bit different of a take. Than we've seen before and i know you've never been a super big fan of uh overtuned yeah i i'm not a fan but i mean it worked 
it worked for him. But uh, I, I'm not a fan of overtune modulators anyway, so I'm probably the wrong person to ask. Zach would probably be a better person to talk to about such a a uh, a card. I I was just gonna say that I don't understand that. Like I like why you wouldn't take contraband over that. Uh, so. For for over two modulators, this is is for this is mainly used for a turn where you're going to take an objective, uh, either scramble transmission, uh, or like get a cargo crate. Um, you pop uh, over two modulators, get those uh, three calculates in there. They are the extra tokens that the jinglist needs, especially if they're going into the fray. You can send them in, grab a, an objective, and they still have all those extra calculates to mod on offense and defense. Yeah, I just feel like I see people pop overtuned at the wrong time all yeah. the time. Yeah, like they'll yeah. pop it and then they'll be like they'll have no shots and no one to shooting them, and then you're like, okay, here's three strain. Yeah, agreed. All right, Corey, you want to take the next list? Sure. Uh, this one I think is pretty cool. Um, it's uh, Obi One uh you know basically a bunch of jedis um and uh both you know pretty heavy offense as well as defense with luminara in there so um i think it's uh i haven't seen this many jedi on the um on the table um so it's definitely something new for me to see and uh, i've been hearing a lot more about stub that's one uh if i get into republic again i want to try out that i believe that's the one that odd numbers you get an extra attack and even numbers you get an extra defense is that correct yep um and i think throwing the shield up there uh just makes it you know a, a pretty good uh a pretty good ship for three points uh pretty fantastic actually so um you've got ahsoka giving out extra actions you've got luminara reducing uh hits um mace windu's got a ton of force and so does obi-wan so those are your heavy hitters um and I, I, I just think it's a, a very cool list. I think it feels like it'd be very fun. And a lot of times with Jedi, you see uh, maybe one or two. Um, and, you know, you lose one and you feel like you've really got your, you know, hurt your list quite a bit. Whereas this one with so many of them, uh, I think target priority would be pretty tough uh, to figure out. Well, look um, what's missing. What's missing? You're talking about like Anakin? Well, no, no, no. Or a hot, you're talking about a, a lat, right? <laughs> well, there's there's yeah. a lat. There's a yeah. seven fleet gunner. Yeah. Um, I do. It is interesting to see Mace without uh, heightened perception. I've seen that pop up quite a bit because he's got the extra force. Um, I do think it'd be interesting to, to check that out instead of our port, our four P17. Um, heightened perception is what? Three points? Isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Yep. So you could do R4 uh, and heightened perception on Mace. So that way you still get some really good blue options, but you can also pump them up to level or to, to initiative seven, um, which I think would be really cool. So you've got Obi-Wan and him able to hit pretty hard at a high initiative. Um, but overall, I, I, like I said, this would be something I would put on the table and, and uh, I think I would enjoy. I, yeah, it's it's really fun to see four Jedi on the table. Like I said, I think is is super cool. I, I one question I think I have about this is Stub. I know it's it's cool, but would you rather have Clicker Contrail? Personally, I would rather have yeah. Click, but that's just me. 
Yeah. I just I'm just throwing it out there. I feel like Click I, would be a very interesting in that list. Yeah, I would agree that Click could be good, but you've got uh, Luminara is kind of helping on the defense side. Um, and I think Stubb is kind of interesting because with the he's actually your heaviest hitter by default without having to line anything up. And so I think it does create kind of an interesting situation where the cheapest ship is actually the one that throws three dice, uh, potentially more than the other ones. Um, so that could be the reason there is just to kind of create a little bit of aggro so that your Jedi have a little bit of freedom. But um, I think Click would be make this list really annoying with Luminara and Click. So I think it'd be cool to see that too. All right. So the next one is Tommy Adams. I guess we haven't been reading names. So next one is what I would consider not the, um, I don't know. It is what it is. It's a good list. It just, it doesn't grab my interest very much um, personally. So uh, essentially it's a T65. We have Wedge and Luke, both with protons, Luke with afterburners and Crack shot on wedge and R3 on wedge. Um, Colby Sparado with Notorious R4 and Contraband. And then Fenral with Leia and R4. So basically, as long as Leia is active, they can pretty much do whatever they want. Whether they want to do that to turn around or just go straight, whatever floats their boat. Um, Obviously, it's still a good list. Like, I am not dogging the pilot or the list. I think the pilot is very good, and I think the the list is a, is a good list. I just, I kind of find it boring, personally. Um, but at the exact same token, you know, XCC wasn't a, hey, let's run fun list. It's, hey, let's run list to win. But personally, I'm not a Rebels fan very much, and I definitely, definitely do not, would not run that list. Though, I guess, Corey, it's kind of up your alley. It's three X-Wings, so... Um, it's kind of a Corey list. Three X-Wings that move one or two forward. <laughs> they're not T-70s. One or two yeah, forward. Yeah, I was going to say, they're not T-70s, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, this is this is not my not my thing. So I know it seems close to T-70s, but it's not. So yeah. All right, how about Zach? I don't know. Can you see the, the list, Zach? I don't know if I sent you a link or not. Yeah, I'm in here, Corey. I think it's over. All right, cool. If you why don't you take our very own Desi's list here? You bet, you bet. We got the I, well. I have to apologize. I don't know the you. This is the usual. Like I feel like the list that we've been seeing everywhere nowadays. But um, you know, uh, Vader, Malice, Juke in the Defender, Cluster Missiles. I actually really like. I don't think I've, I feel like I haven't seen Cluster Missiles on Vader, but maybe I haven't been watching enough Vader. Aiden, uh, um, Elusive Ion Cannon, Contraband, Two Jingoists, Contraband, um, Wampa, Elusive, and uh, Valen with Marksmanship. I mean, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a gross <laughs> list. So. Um, so we won't spend too much time. I will say, Des, you made a great call with Elusive on Wampa. I don't care what anyone says. That is literally the upgrade every Wampa should take over everything else. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. That's just that to me that's the only thing you ever take on Wampa. But agreed. Yeah. Looks like the finals had HLC on Vader. Personal yeah, I like the cluster missiles on Vader personally better. Um yeah. but that's just me. 
Is Desi the one that that killed two drones in one turn with with Vader with clusters? Maybe. I don't remember. That was a while ago. I want to say yeah. If that was, that was the grossest thing I've ever heard. It was cool for that moment. Oh, okay. Oh, it wasn't Desi. It wasn't. Oh, okay. That's disgusting. <laughs> I All heard right. that happen. I was like, that's that's bad. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so another Canada list, and this one I 100% think is more unique. Now, I will say we've had this list on our stream before. So for anybody who has not seen this list played, you can go back to um, some of the stream games we did. I don't remember if this was an XCC game yes. or was it an uh, XCC? So it no, was no, Brendan. It, it was... Actually, both XCC and NCX as well. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure we had this list on our stream, and I and I had been talking a little bit that there is that there is a six ship resistance list that I'd never like never thought to put together. So Corey, we're gonna let you go ahead and take a crack at that one. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna kind of summarize it with a whole bunch of Y wings and Finn. Um, so I think that's the easiest way to to uh, describe this one. This is the um, list that I told Corey about. That I told him he needed to fly. Yes. <laughs> um, I actually have a variant of this, but with some different ships in there, because I've got uh, Kaz and so and it is one of the fours. But uh, I think it's super cool uh, to see a swarm list. It's it's weird that Resistance is one of the, it is a valid swarm, lit, swarm uh, faction uh, with the Y-Wings, which I think is... Um, something people just didn't see coming. Uh, I think in the next event we're going to talk about too, I saw another one that was kind of similar to this with six ship resistance. There were some different different ships in there. Um, but uh, I don't know if I saw this in front of me. I have You just shoot whatever is in front of you because there's no way to target priority anything in this, is there? I mean, Finn is a little, the worst thing to go after. Um, and then the rest of the Y-Wings, they're all pretty much doing the same thing, which is horrible things to you. So... Uh, <laughs> the amount of bombs and ion cannons that are happening with this and then, you know, getting ionized and bombs dropped on you uh, is is pretty disgusting. So um, I, I think it's cool. Uh, I, I'd be curious if uh, Brendan can actually fly this in person, if he actually has three Y-Wing packs. Um, I think that's another thing that's interesting with this list is the, the cost of actually trying to fly this would be pretty high. And so I'm always curious about if those people are able to fly these um, actually in real life too. So I've got four Y wings. I haven't got up to the to the six. Yeah. So it, it looks like the list that we have here is actually from the group phase. I did just add the um, the finals list, which is very similar. Um, he ended up running um, uh, Heralds of Hope Poe uh, or Commander mm -hmm. Poe. Um, and replaced uh, two of the Y-Wings with that. Um, it ended up adding BB-8 and Finn uh, for this particular list. So it, it is the sim kind of a similar concept, uh, but with uh, with Commander Poe uh, coming in to be more of a, uh, of a hammer uh, with the Proton Torpedoes and Ferrisier paint. Um, so so uh, yeah, pretty interesting. So, so I'm going to say just, just, just an observation. That first list was undefeated, though, just as an FYI. Yeah. So my is 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 the change and maybe Deslin can answer. Is is the change was just to tech against the meta, was to tech against what you knew you had to fly against, because if you are five and zero with that list, to me that seems like a pretty bloody good list, just personally. Yeah, I agree. 
So, Corey, we want to see you put that on the table. We want to see a six-ship <laughs> list on the table. I did figure out you can – I think you can run seven ships, by the way, just so you know, with resistance. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I think it's three pods plus all the Y-wings. Um, but I think you can fit – I think you can hit seven ships with resistance, which I don't know. There's there's not many factions that can do that. Um, all right. You're yeah, gonna yeah. are you gonna try that? Um is, is that I wanna see you play a seven ship resistance list on Monday. Do you even own three pods? Like <laughs> I have two. I have two. Uh I don't have three. So all right. Although I think you could put in um I think you can put in uh Jaeger as one of the um is one of the three pointers in the fireball. So you get an I five, so um all right all right Corey, you, your goal is to try this like i want to see you try that <laughs> um we gotta see if it's any good i'll, I'll run it against boba and eamon uh on monday and we'll see if, if, <laughs> if it's any good and if, if you can defeat boba eamon like hands down with it then then you got a list that we're right i don't know if i like that matchup there with boba and bombs that sounds pretty disgusting so I, I've, I've beaten it with boba and eamon but yeah Damn it, JJ, right. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next one. All right. So the next one here, uh, we have a CIS list here flown by Mataos. Uh, he has General Grievous with Treacherous, Afterburners, and Impervium Plating. Uh, he, we have uh, Cad Bane here, the world-class starfighter, uh, also with, uh, with looks like five vultures here, one DFS 081, uh, two hard shawls, while with energy shells, uh, equipped onto them. And then of course the regular separatist drone vultures to round off the list with discord missiles here. Uh, definitely really interesting list here. Um, I do like the, the sort of missiles, uh, on these vultures. They just, uh, if your if your opponent decides to ignore them, even if they only just have one agility, they can cause some um, some crits at the right time there. Um, and Grievous flying behind uh, this um, the line of uh, the vultures will be able to use treacherous to start passing off um, either hits or crits onto those ships uh, to avoid taking uh, even more damage there. And then just having the afterburners to get that extra boost whenever you need to, and then barrel focus if you need to, to uh, make Grievous a lot more AC at initiative four. And uh, Cad Bane there with the force with Sabacho Press, really good as well. All right. And then the last XTC top list that I wanted to go over was another uh, Republic list. Who wants it? I can go. It's uh, so yeah. We got Obi Wan elusive. Uh, does seven Obi Wan? I should say a shield upgrade. Um, calibrated laser. You know, CLT. Click. As I was just mentioning, dedicated R three. Get the double locked proton bombs. Mace. Here's your heightened perception, Corey. Uh, and then stub with shield upgrade, and then hound. Barrage rockets, commandos, and the old Seven Fleet gunner. <laughs> and I think this is hilarious because Hound has Night Owl commandos. Like, like that's just crazy. Like, usually we're used to seeing C three PO, but here, here's he chose to go with Night Owl commandos, which I guess makes sense, right? Because if you're throwing 
CLT Jedi, you do the Knight Commandos, and then all of a sudden, there you're shooting two to three dice with against one to two agility every time. Seems pretty good to me. Um, and it's a smaller base, so you don't have as far. Like if we measure out, like when you have to drop them out the back, it's not as bad as dropping them out at the back of a big base. Yeah, I think the commandos the, are, are heavily underrated. Um, yeah, like just crazy underrated. You and know, it sucks. Commandos on a real life table. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's why. Yeah, uh, Chris, Chris and I can attest to when our commandos overlap. Uh, and they were and they were both underneath <laughs> one ship. <laughs> my pre Vizsla was sitting on top of both of mine oh, and his, 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 uh, his commandos. <laughs> and the first time the commandos was underneath my ship, and I couldn't. I almost forgot about them. Like I almost mm-hmm. forgot to shoot with them. And because it's a May, you don't have to. We were also wondering if commandos gain a strain if another command if another opponent's commandos go underneath the commandos. But uh, yeah. Um, no, I, I think this is cool. Commandos, I've been just looking at them as basically just extra ships. So, like, you just take this five-ship list into basically seven. I know they're not extra ships, but, like, having more things on the board that are causing pain, it's another ship, you know? <laughs> and we're only used to seeing that with with uh, with, with Discord missiles, so it's it's weird to have it in more, in more factions. Like, I'm used to having the faction that has the only thing that can annoy people. <laughs> all right so i i threw a couple of lists in here i we didn't want to spend all the time on xcc like there the way xcc is structured um i'll be honest like i think it's great i think the everything about it is great except for like how the lists are run where they're stored all of the data like they're in a couple of different docs it was very hard to pull a bunch of stuff together and that xcc document was very hard to search anything for so with that being said I wanted I, I picked a couple of lists I had when I was scanning through that I thought were were pretty unique. Um, I, I, here you go is another Canadian list, but here's a Django Boba Grievous list um, for Separatists, which I have been looking at running minus the fact that I don't like Chancellor Palpatine per se. Um, I prefer Dooku um, all day, every day. But essentially they're running Django with Pelp and Protons, False transponder code, delayed fuses, VTC, and Slave One. So it seems to be a more aggressive Django. Um, and then we have Boba with Electro Chafe, Perceptive Copilot, which uh, again, I'm not super sold on the Perceptive Copilot on Boba, but I understand. Night, honey. Uh, and false transponder codes. And then uh, Grievous with Predator, Afterburner, Solus One, and Pervium Plating. Um, if we talk about the scum list that I was flying with Eamon Boba, this to me feels like kind of a more aggressive, less defensive version of that. Um, and I like the choice of not going without maneuver on Grievous since you only have three ships. There's really not a reason to, to, to take out maneuver because the probability that they're going to go after each of these ships is probably pretty high. In my opinion, I could be yeah. wrong, I guess. But. I really like this list, and I basically think you just fly. Well, I mean, I, I I don't know if it was streamed, so I have to go back and watch it, I guess. But I would just fly Boba alone, and then throw basically Grievous and Django together at the beginning, at least, and separate them and let them come around. But Boba on it by himself is just like such so cool. 
Yeah, and I wonder if that's why they have the the electro chafe missiles and the perceptive to try to keep Boba alive longer, because um, you don't get the re rolls like you do with the scum Boba. Um, so I guess it makes sense if you're getting multiple shots, right? A, you can neuter people. B, you can neuter them a second time with FTC, and then you also have two focuses. So I, I guess I can see the merit behind it. I've always ran Boba with the VT uh, tail gunner and put. Um, VT tail gunner on him and then put some sort of bombs on him um, and then kind of filled in from there. That way I can go in, shoot, turn around, dump a proxy on people um, and call it a day. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I do nice. really like this list. It's nice to see Grievous with a different build. One I was looking at was uh, Predator and actually Shield Upgrade, which I know sounds crazy, but like making him even more tanky. Could you imagine how frustrating that would be as Grievous with Solus one impervium plating and shield? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> he's pretty much yeah. as strong as the fire sprays at that point. So um yeah that's that's eight health, right? Three shields, yeah. five hole. Oh my gosh, that's, that's gross. plus his abilities, <laughs> it's like what I mean you're never gonna touch that ship. And when, and once you get to the yeah. hall, you're like, I'm still not taking crits. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I will tell you the move against Grievous is if somebody is shooting at Grievous and they hit crits and you have the ability to re-roll, re-roll your fucking crit. Do not do not <laughs> try to burn the charges unless you're that far ahead. Take the chance and re-roll it for a hit. You have you have yep. like a, a three and eight chance, right? Two and eight? Yeah. Yeah, the only time you keep it is if you're flying boss, because then you just split it at the end. Yes. But... Yep, you're right. Yes. That's who we're missing seeing is Bosk. I feel bad. I don't see any boss on the table. I don't ever feel sad when I don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a good I mean, Bosk has so many great options, but yeah, you're yeah. right. We don't see him on the table. <laughs> Do not malice Grievous. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Unless you're the Grievous flyer, then it's like, go ahead, baby. Malice the fuck out of me. Waste your force. Wasted. <laughs> um, and you then don't the last list. With malice? You do if dealt. it's not a ship crit. If it's a pilot crit, it has to be a pilot crit. It has to be a pilot crit. Yeah. And the probability that Grievous pulls a pilot crit is usually pretty low for whatever reason. And maybe it's just because I know there's more ship crits in there than pilot crits. But I will tell you that every time somebody gets a crit on me with Grievous, I almost always just, I almost always pull a ship crit and just get rid of it. It's kind of a feels bad, actually. Like, I'm kind of surprised they didn't ban. They didn't ban perfectly. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. Um, AMG, do not do that. It's <laughs> not me advertising you to do that, please. All right, I got to go if back. If they do, will that. you make them four points? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if, if they ban it and you make him four points, uh, I'll, I'm okay with that. If you get Grievous at four points, I get I get Fen at five. <laughs> <laughs> Grievous <laughs> at four points. Oh my god! All right, let's keep moving on. We're gonna spend all night discussing that piece. Of it. All right. Who wants to take the last list? In this FO list, I pulled because I felt this was a very unique um, FO list compared to the crispy trash that we've been seeing um, that we know is gonna get nerfed. So Merle at two. You can't have Merle at two. You can have Merle at three though. Merle needs to be three. 
All right, I'll grab it. Yeah. It's uh, Malaris uh, Agent T-Rex, as I call him, uh, pattern analyzer, attack officer. Um, you've got the two uh, SFs. I love SFs. I've always loved them. In fact, it's sitting up over there. Um, I think it's a cool ship. Uh, love to see more of them. Um, and uh, with Special Forces Gunner going down the five, I think there's definitely uh, strength there. And Phasma... Um, I think Phasma is way underused. You can use Phasma to trigger, pull that shield off of the off the, off the FOs to get Fanatical going all the time, um, and that keeps that SF alive a little bit longer. Where Backdraft tends to get burned down pretty quick. Uh, we've got Scratch, um, and uh, it, interesting with Elusive there <laughs> instead of uh, Predator. But uh, either way, I think is fantastic. Um, I like. Scratch better than Malarus. Um, Scratch but, uh, is this like is that is this like a new a new ship I've never heard of? Scratch. Everybody, everybody always write, writes it Scratch, um, but uh, I like I like, like Scorch better uh, than Malarus personally, just because the sustained everything you can do with them keeps going. It's not just two turns, um, and then. Being able to throw in a silencer on top of that, um, this is a, a very cool list. Uh, I'm not a huge uh, Zy Shuttle person, but I could see it doing really well in this uh, in this list, and it's it's very cool. So, yeah, I thought it was a fun list. I, I think that like I would be encouraging you know one of our local group members to be playing a similar list, and I think he did have for a little while a somewhat similar list, and I think I kind of pooed it. Um, because it didn't have Malaris in it, so. But uh, so for for Rush, um, what are you guys' thoughts on optics versus events targeting priority on Rush? Do you think that more points would be better invested elsewhere, like in maybe in talent slots? Um. Yes, I I don't like advanced optics on him, but that's just me because I feel that. A silencer without force is a dead silencer um and if you're if you're if you're gonna take five points and use it on offense it, it feels bad personally unless you are able to shoot at a higher initiative right um yeah i don't like apt or atp uh, i don't like that at all personally um I, I think my favorite fo combo is proud with pattern analyzer um yeah I, I think that's amazing. You've got turnaround maneuvers, so you can get your focus target locks. Um, and then uh, something that I think is really interesting and, and I don't see people use very often, a lot of times silencers are told are said to be very predictable because if they get stressed, there's only certain things they can do. But with proud tradition, another use of that is you can still take a focus action no matter what you did. So you can do a maneuver that's unexpected, like a one hard, still get a focus token, and you will completely take your opponent off guard because they're just not expecting you to do that and have a mod. Um, so me personally, I would put Proud and Pattern on there in a heartbeat. Yep, nice. I agree with that. All right. Anybody else have any other XCC lists they wanted to cover, or can we move on to Omicron? I just want to do a shout out for Navi, uh, and, and I think it is pretty sad for the for the current state of, of I love the list variety we're seeing, but Navi mentioned that there was only three total A wings in all of XTC, 
Um, that to me is is proof that there's an issue there with costing of A-wings right now. Because that, as much as he loves them, I totally get it. Uh, it it is a problem if you got that many lists. Was it eighty something lists? Um, and and there's only three A-wings. That's a that's a core piece of X-wing. Uh, and kind of what I think of when I think of Star Wars is, is an A-Wing. Um, so something has to be done there for that to become, to get back into things. Well, if you listen to last week's episode, we made predictions on what we feel will change. Pretty sure A-Wings will change. I, I could yeah. be wrong, I guess, but it feels to me that they will. we will see some sort of a change um, with that. Yeah, and like a sure wedge. No, you can't have Wedge at three. No. That's a no. Nope. Nope. Not going to happen. Shara. I don't even think Shara should be three points. I'm sorry. Like that. There's she other A-wing. No, she's fine. It okay. takes so much to get that ability going. It's, it's. Deslin's right on. Mm, uh, no wedge at three points, though. You cannot. Actually, I would be happy if they just got rid of all wedges from the game. No more yeah, wedges. Good old, good old Merle. Merle needs to be three points. Why, does, why do people like Wedge anyway? Like, I don't even think in the movies he's, like, a good character. Like, I really don't like him in the movies. He's Obi-Wan's uncle, okay? I don't give a shit. Leave him alone. I don't Wedge, Wedge has the, <laughs> one of the best abilities in the game. That's the reason people love him. No, I know, but, like, in the movies, why do people like him? Nobody cares about them in the movies. If, <laughs> if Wedge... So get rid of him. Ban him. Ban if, Wedge. I mean, if Wedge didn't exist, Luke Skywalker would have never destroyed the Death Star. And All Wedge right, also kicks out the second Death Star. Wait, 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 wait. We can Repeat add Wedge that. to the to the Jif peanut butter jar, uh, the Jiffy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where did Wedge touch me? J JJ, say that again. I said that without Wedge, Luke doesn't kill the first Death Star, and Wedge also kills the second Death Star. He is the reason why the Empire the Empire lost. No, the reason the Empire lost is because of Jin Erso. And Jyn Erso's father. That's the only reason that the Empire lost. And maybe it's because I just watched Rogue One. But yeah, that's exactly why. That's exactly why the Empire <laughs> that they all lost. Wedge was just a carrier. That's it. All right. Anyway, let's move on. I don't actually hate Wedge that much. I will tell you if you make Wedge a wing three points, we have a problem though. Like I will tell you, in my opinion, that that's yeah. a pretty big problem. All right, so before we get into lists, let's take a quick break and let's go over Tanner Statistic Hour because that's what Tanner likes to do and this is what I do for a living, except for not with X-Wing. But if somebody would like to employ me to do this with X-Wing, I will be happily run statistical analysis on all X-Wing material. And hopefully, if Dion's listening, Dion will 100% try to merge all of this bloody data together so that that way we can actually use it without me having to create separate spreadsheets and databases to hold all this effing data in. Just my wish. All right. So what I did is I broke the statistics up. I figure um, what we have to do is we have to look at what the difference between cuts are, right? What's doing good, what's not doing good, um, and then kind of what won, right? So the first thing that stands out is scum. And what I do is I, I rank basically what your how many lists you have Right. What are your total percent of lists versus what is your percent of top cut? So, for example, we had 93. Um, and again, these are rounded um, averages. So just you have to bear with me with that. So we had Rebel come in at the lowest percent 
<laughs> of um lists, which is kind of amazing to me, other than uh, again, Rebels boring to fly, in my opinion. Um in, except for a couple of lists we see are not boring. And the resistance came in at eight percent of total lists, but on the opposite side, resistance off the charts, off the charts made prominence here. And 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 JJ, what have I been saying? I guess I'm gonna toot my own horn a little bit. What have I been telling people about resistance and winning shit? Their points seem to come down. It's been good. I have not said that. No, but I, I have not said that personally. Resistance. resistance is the sleeper, man. I mean, it's getting more and more popular nowadays, but resistance is a sleeper that just hasn't been, I don't think, properly looked at. Um, they have a lot of a lot of great ships that they've been making cut consistently now. Uh, a lot more of their lists are making uh, uh, cut. So, yeah, they're, they're doing well. Resistance has been the top one to two cut factions. And, yes, I get that if we actually took a, a, a weighted statistic, it would change a little bit. Like, they would not be as high up. So, um, unless somebody wants to pay me, I'm not going to spend another 10 hours doing weighted statistics for X-Wing crap. Um, that would be fun to do, but I also like to play the game. Um, and I like to do other things with my life. So I don't really want to create a weighted statistical average. <laughs> like, um, anyway, so, but resistance is coming in. Resistance came in second lowest came in at top of the top of the cut. And, and, um, they ended up having five out of seven lists, five out of seven lists. They cut today. <laughs> like it's crazy. That's just, that's just astronomical. Right. And they were 26% of all cut. The only other uh, faction that had that was um, Empire. And we know why. Because Empire has Jingoists and some form of Vader. Period. No questions asked. Um, which would probably lend to Corey's argument that maybe Vader Defender could probably change a little bit. But I don't agree with him. But it, it, the statistics do kind of show. Um, we, we'd have to run the statistics to say how many Vader Defenders... Uh, were flown and how many made cut and all of that jazz. Um, but I, I will say Vader. I don't know. Wouldn't maybe that would be interesting. We should see how many Vaders versus wedges and Luke's or Vaders versus Kylo's we have. That, that'd be an interesting statistic to look at. Sounds I don't like have time to do that for today. You to do this weekend. What? Sounds like a fun thing for you to do in the weekend. It, it does. Except for I'm going to go see Romstein this weekend in Chicago. So that's going to be a little bit more fun. I'll just tell you that right now. Which I don't know if you know who Rom Sign is, but I do. Okay. Um. So the other the other pieces. So as as we look at resistance stands out. Empire is a little bit high. Everybody else is is kind of and the Republic is down. Um. But if we look at top cut faction percent versus list percent, um. Rebel obviously Rebel and Resistance are on the high end. Um. Separatist also has a has has quite a bit of a jump up there. And then when we look at total overall, you know, per combined percentages between all of the different factions, resistance is number one, rebel is number two. And again, that's the 100% because of the smaller list turnout for their faction. Um, and then we have separatists kind of squeaking in there at three, um, which is pretty amazing to me. Oh, then after that, we have first order. And then it goes empire is negative one and scum is negative eight. So Scum comes in the lowest out of overall rankings, but guess what? Scum won today. <laughs> like, like, so I don't know. Um, so even though statistics tell us Scum would not be the faction to win, I guess if you're a really good player, 
and you can fly really, really well, fly scum. That's what this is telling us. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, scum has. I, I mean, when when you're making list archetypes um, across the factions, there's certain archetypes that can really carry over across different factions. Like you can make really solid five or six ship lists across the different factions and stuff. Um, Scum seems to be the exception for that. Um, you you tend to have a lot more bigger bases uh, that can make uh, like four to five ship lists, and that's what's doing really really well for Scum. And it's just it, it takes. Um, I, I think there's just a lot there that we still haven't seen um, that uh, that has been brought out to the light now with this latest tournament. And I think that we'll be seeing a lot more of those types of lists for scum. That's going to be mainly scum only because they're the ones that have the availability to have multiple big bases like that. Yeah, I think the other the other thing that kind of waters the statistic a little bit too with the scum, right? Because scum had the um, second highest turnout of list counts, right? And I think a lot of that is is you have a lot of people playing scum that may not uh, that may just enjoy that faction. I will say, in my opinion, Scum is probably the funnest faction to fly. Don't tell Charles I ever said that, please. Um, nobody can put that. Um, but I will say, like, out of everything, Scum is a pretty fun faction to fly if you like all these weird triggers and um, this, this, and that. I really think that that's, like, the big the big, the big, big thing here, right? And, like, if we look at our local, how many of us in local fly Scum um, at least once a month? You know, there's at least four of us. I mean, every week? Well, every week is you, um, me and Brendan dabble in it. Brendan more than me. Me only for Gen Con. How about that? Um, me and, may, and maybe and maybe the GT tournament. I might have to start practicing my scum for that because I can fly extended now. I could get. I have three IG 88s. It's gonna be really hard not to want to fly three IG 88s. Anyway, so I, should, I probably should tell you guys what I'm two flying. with Q9. I'll tell you right now. Two of them and two nine. JJ, shh, shh, shh. All right. No, hey, Zach, don't worry. JJ and I will be list building together. It's it's okay. And and Crispy, I got Crispy in the chat. Hey, Crispy's gonna get me an extended uh, scum list that'll that'll win the whole thing. JJ, I'll send you mine. <laughs> anyway, um, so then if we kind of move on and we look at like overall, so what I've been doing is I've been taking any tournament, for the most part. Um, that except for ours, I added our tournament in there because I'm selfish and I like that. But pretty much any tournament over 40 players, we've been adding in here. So all the GSP, all of the um, everything but XCC for the most part, that has been a larger tournament that's had over 40 people. I have added in here and I said, hey, let's look at the statistics for um, what all of these are, right? And so we've had 834 lists flown, 142 have made top cut. That is 17% at top cut. That's higher than I thought it would be. So yeah. what was our average at Gen Con? It was eight out of 45, was it? I believe so. It's okay. So still is still under is still under Gen Con. Damn it. All right. That doesn't prove my point. Anyway, uh, uh so when we kind of look back at it, we see, well, if we combine everything together um and kind of look at it if we look at the overall numbers, we do see resistance still coming out ahead, but not by as much. And that's because of the different varieties of areas that we have that we're taking, um, you know, playing right. You know, all the different areas that are playing, but, but resistance still comes out higher. Um, resistance still comes out as the lowest flowing total faction list 
um, of everything, and it loses its highest top cut percentage um, if we add everything together. Uh, with Empire making the the top cut probably because of Jingoist Invaders. Um, but if we look at our overall combined ranking, and, and I'll try to be brief because I don't want to be boring because I think I think I'm losing people. People don't like statistics as much as I do. But um, I will say Resistance comes in pretty high, and then we have Republic and Separatists right behind with FO, and then Rebel and Empire Neutral with Scum still being the least played and least winning fat probability faction overall. So anybody have any thoughts on statistics before we move on from Tanner's mathematics? Yeah, I, I just class? like that over overall so far, it's it, the, the spread is starting to shrink a little bit more and more, making it a little bit closer. There still has to be adjustments that have to be done um, to some of the pilots to help it probably get a lot more closer in percentage wise uh, for all these lists. But I, I like the direction that the game is heading so far uh, with, with what we had uh, with the last points update and all these uh, tournaments that really bringing out the creativity and a lot of different people there. Um, I still think that there there definitely has to be adjustments for some of the loadout values as well, just so we have more uh, more options across the board uh, for different factions, so we can see more variety in the list. But I, I do like so far where we're heading. So yeah. And I will say, if you think about it, we're between negative two and five percent. That's a pretty small spread compared to what we were seeing in individualized tournaments. Overall, our spread is pretty good. So as much as we all like to complain about different things um, and different pilots and different loadout values, we do have to admit that there is quite a bit of neutrality, per se, when we look at everything as a combined total. Now, I will say I do not have XCC in here, so I did not put XCC in here. Um that would be a nightmare to try to track in here. So I'm not going to do that right now. Um, maybe, maybe if somebody wants to help me figure out how to add that to my, my, my database, I'll be happy to do that. But for now, XCC is the only thing that I don't have in here. That's been a large tournament, but I feel the spread is very minimal. Um, and I feel that the win ratios are more meta style based versus with the players than anything else. So, and I will say GSP helps that. Right. GSP helps that because they give out more invites to um, people that don't have you don't have to be top cut to get an invite to their exclusive tournament. Right. You just have to place three and two now and it encourages people to fly more creative lists, which is what I would like to see more of actually happen um, personally. Yeah. And I, and I feel like if you looked at all of these 834 lists, like, you know, they, some might be the same ships, but I think most of those lists, you know, like I'd love to see like a spread of how much, how different those, because everyone's just kind of building the, you know, with the new loadout points and the new squad points, like they're able to just kind of put what they want together and fly that um, versus basically, you know, and it can still be good versus like just taking with what's good. <laughs> yeah. Nope. And I agree with you, Zach. And I think um creativity got somewhat spoiled with loadout points but i think on the opposite side it's also allowed us to explore options that we've never had before um some of them good some of them bad wedge is definitely bad um the rest of us you know have been pretty good and and oh guess what amg you wanted them to take r2d2 on luke how many how many people take r2d2 on luke you got the points for it why is my luke not got r2d2 on oh because it's not good for eight points. Sorry, not sorry. All right. 
So why don't we actually talk about some lists? And like I said, we're not going to go through all top 32 or top 16 or whatever it is. I don't care because there was a lot of repeat lists. The lists we have in here, minus two of them are all unique. All unique, right? So who wants crispy scumless? Zach, you want it? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> um, crispy, I think he's I think he's watching. Or did he leave? He might have left. But it was super fun to watch him fly today um, and fly this list. And he has not completely convinced me on the Mandalorian yet, but, uh, you know, I just got to get there. Oh, there he is. He's here. Um, Duke, Predator. Child, Fenrau, Jamie Beam, Rito, title on the Mandalorian. Uh, and then we got Cad Bane with Iron Cannon, Jamie Bean, Contraband, False Transpire Codes, um, the title, Zuckus, and Iron Bombs. Um, Manaru, Notorious, the classic Manaru build, Jamie Beam, Garth Saxon, Overtune, Punishing One, R5P8, Gauntlet Key, Gleb, Deadman Switch. Um, I I like Deadman Switch on Gauntlet Key. I wish I did it more often. I just. Uh, I put elusive because I'm too much of a, you know a baby and I don't want my gamma key to die. Um, but Ben <laughs> <laughs> Round Crew, I think, is is one of the highlights here, um, especially uh, in the in the final game. I kept kept seeing it get like before we got to the actual you know like trigger for Ben Round. I'm like, oh my gosh, Crispy's about to trigger so many Ben Round Crew like. <laughs> Stress removal right now in this round. I'm like that is sick. Well, um, how about Zuckus there? Zuckus is super. Oh my gosh, the turn where <laughs> he removed the stress with Fen and then took the Zuckus stress and then gave the Zuckus stress away. Oh, it was just killer. I was I was in love with it all. So, um, yeah, I have I have yet to pull Zuckus off. So on cat, but I I was impressed. Right. Yeah, I, and uh, Crispy in the chat saying Vizier got uh, got Zuckus off the board. Um, that that was an awesome moment uh, to see that. Yeah, absolutely. And what I really like about this list too is just um, you know the the combo of passing off that stress uh, or that bread token off to another um, another person and then using Gamut Key with Manaru uh, to to basically take it away and add an additional die in the attack. Just so much power in this list um and then a uh, gamut key being able to hold the the evade uh, token on the mandalorian um to proc juke and then you can take a second evade if you want to uh or a focus and you have uh, basically all the monster you need defensively for the mandalorian's ability and uh and yeah it's just it's overall just it's just dirty. It's really great now can yeah. you imagine if can can you imagine if Kanan was, or if if Manaru was still four points, you could fit Kanan in there with Gamut as a crew instead of Maul. Oh my God, that would be so yeah. dirty. So AMG, please don't bring Manaru back down to four points. I thought you were, oh. talk, thought you were talking about the Mandalorian going down to six. If you, well, that's what we talked about too last <laughs> week. And if you bring the Mandalorian down to six, fuck you, Gamut. I could literally just bring Kanan now. With Gamut on there, like no longer, you know what? No longer do I need Maul at that point. I don't care about Maul. I'm only going for, I'm literally only going to go for Gamut. I mean, that's just oh my god, well, that, that would be you're no longer so dirty. Though. Huh? 
you're no longer coordinating, but that is true. You do lose the coordinate. I will. Yeah, that is true. So the question would be is how much does it coordinate matter over that that one? I mean, at that point your your Cad Bane could go up or your Manaru could go up to Q9 and now you got a Q9. <laughs> stop. Stop. Don't now you're making a, an argument why we cannot bring the Mandalorian down to 6 points because life will be <laughs> Damn it, Cr- Crispy, will you please stop making lists and bringing them to tournaments so that people now we're going to have to fly against this, you know that, right? Like this is going to be like the new thing to fly against until they adjust points. <laughs> I was going to say, I think Fenral crew is really cool because I think in the beginning, no one touched that. And there's a few people dabble that I knew I flew Rebel, Rebel Fen and started to see how powerful it was to pull off that stress and then be able to, I had Leia crew so you could K-turn uh, afterwards. But um, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more Fen crew just because he's at a great price point. It helps the whole team out. And uh, with all the bumping and all the other stuff like that, um, I think it's pretty awesome to see uh, a card come to light that just wasn't there before. Yeah, and then we talk about in locals, um, we talk about Fen Crew. How do we make Fen Crew work? Like that's that's been a conversation that we've talked about before, mm-hmm. and it's just never been something that like we'd seen. Um, I think it's a cool option instead of L three 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 seven, right? Uh, you you know it used to be you would slap that on all the time on on the the uh, Mandalorian on the Razor Crest right, and now you're starting to see other options of how to get rid of that stress and make that ship maneuverable, um, and Fenral is one of those one of those options. So yep, and I mean and and then if you do run you run Q9 with it, you could put you know L337 on Q9 now, and now, yep. now you have a million options. Um, tracking fob tracking fob is not bad actually um, alright so let's move on let's move on from the scum list we can spend hours on it um, so the runner up was William Hayes um, Sevwall right and they were running a very interesting empire list that we have not seen before who wants in the empire list I'll do this one here. So uh, he was running uh, the Galactic Empire here with Vizier, with Emperor Palpatine, uh, Pure Sabak, and the Tide Striker with Targeting Computer and Proximity Mines, Vagabond with Proximity Mines and Proton Bombs, Countdown with Ion Bombs, Marksmanship, Elusive, and Targeting Computer, and then Commandant Goran with Shield Upgrade and Sensitive Controls. And I gotta say, for a list that does not include Jingoist, Wampa, or um, or Vader in any form. This is really, really impressive, and I like this list a lot. Uh, the strikers can do a lot of work, um, especially with their ailerons. They can cover a lot of the board. And um, what the one surprise that I like for this one is Vagabond. Vagabond is a ship that we haven't seen played in a long time. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite strikers just because of the ability to do the ailerons boost and then drop a mine. Um, you can actually do it twice. You can actually um, you can actually uh, use the proximity mines to um, to either drop before the ailerons uh, and then do the ailerons and then drop it again with his ability, which is fantastic. You can do it twice in the same in the same turn. Uh, it seems broken, <laughs> but they die right away. So yeah, exactly. They got to get there in the first place. They got to yeah. live. 
they hit hard before they die. I will tell you that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So real quick though, Com- Commander Goron like only affects people in lower initiative. So Vizier, obviously, right? What is Pierce Sabak Vagadon and Countdown? What 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 are they at? What initiative? Four. Uh, Countdown's initiative four, and Vagabond is initiative two. So Goron is here for Vagabond and Vizier. Then that's it, right? Uh, and Sabak Sabak is four as well. I thought it had to be below four. No, it's the same initiative or below, I believe. I okay. got to take a look at the list. All right. Well, then yeah. it works for almost all of us. So I, I just, for some reason, I thought it was below that. And I was going to say, well, you could just take Nash. Yeah. See, Goran only works on below. That's what I thought. So it's only below. So Goran is here oh, yeah. either for the survivability or or for, um, you know, to pass it off to just those two ships. And then I wonder if Nash would help with that, right? I don't know. I didn't play it, so God only knows. Um, so Kevin O'Connor's list is identical, almost identical to um, Deslin's list. We're not going to cover it. Um, I just, I, I'm done with that. I, I, it is what it is. That's what it is. The only difference is it has uh, v- Defender Vader with HLC on it. Um, so moving past that, we have Juan Shaz or Obi-Wan. Um, I love that dude's nickname. That guy. That's that's my favorite one. Um, who wants to take the Seppi list? You should, Jenny. Aren't you a separatist one? All right, all right. I will. Okay, so we have two <laughs> backplayed hyena bombers with indie calculates, discords, and FTC. Two holocrons uh, with energy shells and grappling struts. Mind you, no independent calculates, and then DFS A81 with energy shells. Munitions, fail-safe, and grappling struts. Um, and then we have Django Fett with Notorious Dooku Seismics, which I thought was a little odd, but I watched him use them to clear out ways uh, for some of the droids to go. And False Transponder Codes and Contraband, Slave One, and Boba Fett, which I think Boba Fett, if you can't fit, fit VTC or you're not using Django Fett as a aggressive, I'm going to get in between a bunch of ships, um, Boba Fett is a lot better than uh, VTC is for the points. So I think this is very interesting list, um, especially with having some that can share calculates and some that cannot. Um, I'll be honest. I'm a little surprised with the calculation, the independent calculates on those Bactoids, other than I guess they're firing the discords and energy shells in one churn. You can get both of them off, and that's literally all that that's there for. I love the list personally. Um, myself, I, I, it's very weird with all the I ones and one I three, but it makes sense, right? Like the helicon droids having energy shells and grappling trucks allows you to put them together with a back toy. So you can kind of run them in pairs and then you can run DFS, um, off to the side or in between all of them and kind of let him share calculates. I still would actually try this without independence on anybody personally. Um, I like this list. I, um, I'm very tempted to run this list um, just to play with it. Um, but I, I could see why I could see why you do not have them on there because the telecom droids, if you get that bullseye, you immediately have that free target lock and then you're double modded with your energy shells, which I never thought about because that's very interesting, right? Being able to be double modded with an energy shell is really the only way I want to take an energy shell ever because I hate them. 
because they literally do nothing but one damage for me. <laughs> like I've never had good luck with this. <laughs> I hate them, but it I does make sense really, in this list with those. I think I saw him reload them multiple times, multiple games. Like it was, it was, it was pretty sweet. He got, he got them off many times. Yeah. Which makes sense, especially if you're doing the objective taking, right? You could just redo your reload function, take your objective. If somebody shoots at you, it's two points. Nobody cares, you know, like, well, that, oh, that, you took two and, points. And that's what makes this list good, right? It's like, okay, I either pour everything into Django and then I get Notorious triggered, basically, and I, I start taking strain <coughs> and then the droids just, just pound you know, everything else into me with the energy shells, or I just go up to the droids and Django just gets to fly around and do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. And this is still a sh six ship list, but the bombers provide that extra health, which I almost feel is a little bit better than running um, more droids with them. Cause you could drop them all down to vultures and get another vulture in there. Um, but I feel this is better personally. So. Yeah, they have a little more staying power with those hyenas. Um, they they take a little bit more effort to try to take down, and uh, and they can definitely do some work in objective base uh, of like scenarios. So yeah. All right, all right, folks. Uh, so who wants to take? So these are some of the ones I found, and I don't have to read all the ones I found. Um, but these are some of the lists I found interesting out of all of them. Um, so Daniel, um, Leon. Leon, Leon, I don't know, from Resident Leon, Evil 2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I felt this was a pretty interesting list. Who wants to own it? Yeah, I'll take this one here. So he's flying the Rebel Alliance here with Alexander Callis here in the VCX. Uh, what a surprise to see him. Uh, Dorsa Torrit, Saul Guerrero, Hondo Anaka, and the Ghost title uh, for just for flavor. Uh, Iron Kraken with Elusive, FCS, and Ion Torpedoes. Luke Skywalker with Shattering Shot, Trick Shot with Proton Torpedoes and R3. And then Fenral with Swarm Tactics, Tristan Wren, and R4 uh, Astromech uh, to round off this list. Uh, really interesting to actually see Kallus here um, in this particular list. Now, if you're running it with uh, with Fenral, you do have the potential to actually have it deployed uh, first so that we can get that early coordinate off. Uh, and um, and help uh, mod another ship before you move with Callus, um, and then uh, but uh, usually you run it side by side because you do want that uh, that swarm tactics to go off. You can actually make Callus uh, a into an I six uh, shooting uh, with uh, with those four red dice from the ghost, uh, which is really powerful, especially if you have Sogara there to help them turn them, uh, your focus results into crits. And uh, and do really really well. Iron Kraken providing those target lots uh, whenever he, he uh, shoots and uh, giving it either to Callus for a double modded shot or Luke, and uh, and then Tristan Wren just adding extra crits into those proton torpedoes. Um, and uh, it's really good. I enjoy it a lot. I like this uh, this archetype. So did did anyone did he play on stream? Did, and did he ever dock? I just want to know. He did play I on stream, do but I didn't see him dock. Okay. I think that would be interesting to see to see a dock. Uh, and again, it just goes back to Luke is just very under costed for what Luke can do. Like, so the and the question is, who did he swarm tactics? Was it Kraken or was it Callus? And I, I assume it would be Kraken, right? Callus. You think Callus? Okay. Crispy played him. 
Um, and I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was Talos. Was it? I mean, I guess it makes sense giving a ghost a I six. Seems pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think anybody's complaining about that. I mean, he, he's, he's a natural uh, uh, proton torpedo, <laughs> basically, at I six. Yeah, it is a little weird not to see Biston right. So for for a double tap, that to me that's a little bit weird. Um, I would almost choose Biston in that instance, but that's I, I I don't know. Maybe it's just a play style thing. But um, over who over who? Sorry, over putting Saw or Hondo on there. Oh, well, normally well, you're reinforcing with the ghost um, to to help it last longer. So having Saw Guerrero to help you uh, mod uh, to get those crits in uh, is really good, especially when you're looking at like um, at salvage. Um, just getting those crits in that's that's huge on our four dying gun. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you get a bunch <laughs> of crits from Callus, and then when Luke decides to shoot his proton torpedoes, you have Tristan Ren there also to add an extra crit in. Mm-hmm. All right. The next one is Dane Cooper Coupins Copens. Who wants that one? No one, no one wants a weird seppy list. Well, so okay, Grievous with Daredevil afterburner. So you just basically the usual Grievous build the end Daredevil, which I think is 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 interesting. Um, Zam can't go wrong, really. Uh, the I would say the most interesting thing here is Sunfact, and from what I heard, Sunfact ripped apart uh, Dread Champ's list <coughs> and the qualifying, uh, or like the the thirty two cut here earlier. I, I just overheard that on the stream. I, we didn't actually get to see it, but uh, I wish I had gotten to see it see it now. But um, in Snare, still good. Sunfact, still good. Um, but super crazy to see that I would say this archetype just with like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would say you just go after Sunvac, but that doesn't seem right either because, uh, the rest of it is very scary as well. Yeah. And especially if you're able to get that, um, that ensnare off and put them in the, in the arc of Zen Wessel. Oh my gosh. That that's. That's a shot that uh, that you don't want to take. <laughs> and oh, you just happen to have the card because nobody wants to shoot at you. That says, "Oh, if you have two charges and somebody's in your arc now, I can double tap." Mm. Spicy. <laughs> also, also Zam obviously is. I mean, that on Bosk is good. It's good on Zam because it's Zam. But like, oh, here's your strain. I'll take my lock now as well. And <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, I have a force yep. as well. <laughs> I know. Cra- that That's just crazy to me. All right, let's move on to the next one. Howard Bensky. Uh, Corey, I'm going to give that one to you. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty familiar with this. we got a local guy that runs something pretty similar. So Callus uh, with the child in Magva, which is pretty cool. Um, and Han Solo, uh, Trickshot, Novice Tech, K2SO, Biston, um, and Falcon title, uh, Han's always good. I'm, I'm surprised we don't see more of him. Um, you know, I think it's a phenomenal ship. And then Hera, which is kind of unusual to see um, with Swarm Tactics, uh, elusive fire control and concussion missiles. Um, I think it's super cool to see Hera. Uh, I prefer Ahsoka. Um, 
just because I think you can do more with it. She can run by herself more. But um, again, super awesome. Uh, very, very cool list. And, and two I6s is, is nothing to, uh, to scoff at either. So um, very, very solid list. Hera is really interesting because what, do what do you think you're taking with Hera? Because, like, are you just taking Evade for Callus? Because this Hound's going to want focus tokens for Bistan. I mean, you can take target locks <laughs> as well, but you I could mean, take focus though and give it to Han, right? Yeah, because after true. the first shot, then you've got Biston to you can use the use the focus for Biston. The other part of it as well is um, is doing the K two SO calculate and transferring the calculate over to one of the other ships. Mm. I bet that's what that is. That calculate. That goes to Hera, probably. Yeah. Because Hera's going to be able to clear the stress. It is a little different because you're not um, you're not doing a stress... You're not doing, like, a dual maneuver then. Um, but if you play cagey enough with Hera and the Swarm Tag... I mean, everybody's an I-6 in this list. So, like, everybody. You're, like... Everyone becomes an I-6. And I think that's why they have the Swarm Tactics, right? And they use Hera with that because Kalos becomes an I-6, like we kind of saw before. And then it's just kind of like, are you gonna shoot Hera? Okay, whatever. She's five points. You're gonna leave. You're gonna leave my two big ships alone. By the time you're done killing Hera, if you can kill Hera, but, but by the time you're done doing it, guess what? I've got two ships with two big ships at almost full health to to murder you with. Right, and they're both gonna shoot twice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Think about think, think about cat. Oh my god. Yep, even if, if you haven't killed Callus by round three or, f or four, like if you haven't done significant damage, you're not killing Callus that game. Unless you play on Greg's stream, where Greg has no time limits in our league. So then at that point, you can definitely kill Callus. But other than that, you sure as hell are not killing Callus at all. Like he's 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 just going to live forever, which is good and bad. It's good for the show. Like I like it. It's very thematic for Rebels, but very annoying. Very annoying. All right, who wants the next one? Zachary Cordon. I thought this was an interesting take on a Boba list. Uh, I'll do this one, actually, because I like this one, uh, this list. So he was flying Scum and Bentley. Uh, he has Boba Fett with Fearless, Seismic Charges, False Transponder Codes, uh, and Marauder. Uh, we He also has Dengar here in the Jumpmaster with Crackshot, Proton Torpedoes, Jamming Beam, Greedo, False Transponder Codes, Punishing Ones, and... Uh, the R3 Astromech, Genesis Red with Marksmanship, Munitions Failsafe, and Proton Torpedoes uh, to round off that list. Uh, this is definitely more of a, a, a bigger or more offensive build um, than what we're usually used to seeing from like the double fire spray type archetype here. Um, definitely like the um, the addition of Maul, um, Boba Fett, that is uh, probably the best loadout for him. Um, but Dengar here with Crackshot and Proton Torpedoes uh, with Greedo on top of that shooting at I-6, you're just pushing in those crits really good. And if they happen to shoot at you in the front, you're going to shoot another Proton Torpedo at them as well, um, assuming they still have that, and it's really good. And Genesis Red is a N3-8 that we haven't seen uh, very much of. 
Um, she definitely works better against lower initiative because her ability allows her to essentially, whenever she target locks an opponent, she also gains the same amount of tokens that they have uh, equipped. So if she goes second and targets somebody with the same initiative, that works really well, or like a, a lower initiative uh, I3 or lower that already has tokens, she can target a lot, copy, and give her um, give her a double mods for the Proton Torpedo. So it's really good. I like that. I, I do actually like that quite a bit. So. All right, let's move into some of Corey's lists. Um, so I'll, I'll just say that I don't. We don't need to go in detail with all these, but um, the first two I think are the ones that I think are the most unique. The rest of them I thought we covered. Uh, Totem's list I think we we hit earlier a little bit, um, but uh, the resistance list was the one I play a ton of resistance. Uh, seeing Chewy uh, there, I, I literally built a Chewy uh, that I'm going to bring to to Monday. A um, little bit different build, but um, Poe Dameron uh, in the T70, uh, fantastic ship. Uh, Chewy for just a big punch, uh, big target that kind of soaks up some damage. Um, we've got the one of the Y wings, the three pointers. And then instead of another Y-Wing, uh, we've got Finn in the pod, which everyone loves Finn in the pod uh, to play against because uh, he's so much fun to, to shoot at. Um, so I think it's a really uh, simple list. Um, Poe has got a lot of moving parts, but everything else is a sort of, uh, you know, chunk and, and do bad things to you. So um, I think it's really, really cool. Um like I said, it inspired me. I've, I've got a, a Chewy list I just built, but I'm going to try a tactical scrambler on them uh, and have some T-70s behind him with FinPod and see uh, how that goes. So you, he's got Notorious, and you either shoot him or everybody else gets extra dice. So um, I think it'll be pretty fun to, to try out. So, But I, I love to see someone being creative uh, and, and bringing – uh, Chewy out there and, and trying to fill that those points in there a different way. So, um, and I'll go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just saying the other one I just wanted to point out was the um, was a FO list that is just all I fives, and uh, you kind of look at the uh, Rebel list that was all I sixes up above this all I five list. That is a lot of doom that is coming uh, coming at you. Uh, at initiative five and um it's neat to see an fo list that's a four ship list um do pretty well and showing that you you while crispy's list is amazing uh there are some other places to explore and, and look at things in here and um this is more up my alley uh this would be an fo list that i would try and fly i'm not hollow i think needs a lot of work and you have to be really on top of your game to fly hollow but uh, super awesome ship that's an ace but support as well so yeah and i think i think when with malaris going up in price uh, uh probably malaris is an easy one to swap out right yeah. you have between breach and mal or and malaris you have eight points you can use for anything else yeah. so you could fit ember in there you could um you could put rush in there right ah. you, you, there's a lot of options i think you have and i feel that as they start to move away from these bombers and, 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 and this is a bomber we have without, um, without electro chafe. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, yep. this is a bomber I wouldn't nerf, per se. I think it's cool that he that this person went with two homing missiles. I haven't seen that used anywhere. I think this is the first time I've ever seen Except a list Chris. with... What was that? Except for me. Oh, That's you use okay. homing missiles? Yes. Oh, homing well. torps, yeah. Yes. These are missiles. Oh, I guess oh, there's missiles whatever. and torps. I use the torps, but... Um, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool, so... Yeah. Um, yes, I have, a, I, I have a Hound and a bunch of Z95 homing torpedo okay cool. it, i don't i am 50 50 with it i win 50 percent of the time and i lose 50 percent of the time but it's fun as fuck to fly until you run into your own z95s and you get angry but other than that it's pretty fun to fly and the only other thing i wanted to throw out there is seeing double fire sprays and another large ship like a falcon or q9 is scary that's not something i want to see uh, a whole lot of and i'm not excited about seeing more of that uh, two fire sprays is enough. You throw two fire sprays in a giant ship on top of that, and uh, I start to get a little bit nervous. Mm. So, what can we do with two fire sprays and Q9 for GT? That'll scare Corey. I, have, I don't know. I, None of it'll I matter. Built the list. I built a <laughs> list that had those in it. I sent it to Zach. I think this is disgusting. And I None of it fly. will matter, though, Corey, <laughs> I don't when you run against. seven resistance ships against it. So. Oh, yeah. Boba don't care about them. Um, Chris, if you scroll down, I just had one that I added, um, which is this, which is Anthony Marchand, Marchand in Keeper 16's list. Yep. Uh, which is, uh, count it, eight ships. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, all all disciplined, like generic ties with one Ampa of zero with the commandos as well and adaptive plating. Um, and then fair off with callous electronic battle and discipline. This looks, I hate this, but I like, <laughs> but I love it. Like, I love to hate it. Um, I like saw this when we were looking, and I just was like, I cannot believe that all of that fits and it's great. And they're just gonna fly like that. I mean, I actually, funny enough though, I did go, I was like, you know, I bet this is like, because I've been thinking a lot about salvage because everyone's been talking about salvage recently and just like trying to figure out that. I was like, I guarantee you this is like a great salvage list. Yeah. It is not. It, it lost uh, in so, salvage. <laughs> and, and when you count the uh, the commandos, this is really like a 10-ship list, right? Because right, you're, right. You're, you're shooting all those dice at something. And yeah, this, this has a potential to hit hard. Don't tell D. Do not tell D because D will start bringing this to locals. I will tell you the best part of this whole list is that both of those Reapers do not do not have force crew on them. Yeah. Yep. Though I will tell I, you, uh, I think fair off with force crew would be better, but that's just my opinion. Minus the loadouts on the Reapers, I flew against this at a tournament on the east side of Michigan with my five ship resistance list and I tied them. Um, but uh, this was a nightmare uh, to fly against. It's just so much coming at you. It, it was bonkers. What does Callus do? A passive uh, focus into a hit on a ship that you designate. And when that ship dies, you get to reassign it to another ship. So it, it constantly gives you a passive uh, focus to hit. Gross. Like a free force token. All right. 
All right. Well, all right. That that's that's all tonight, folks. Um, I will say it was a fun show. Thank you, Zach, and thank you, Corey, for joining us tonight. Um, we. Oh, you know what I should do? I really should bring that image in. Uh, I did not do this before the show. Um, give me a second. Um, JJ, ramble about something for a second. So while while we're getting that thing, I do wanted to just mention the two Sigma pilots that were revealed by AMG this week. Uh, Sigma Five, um, which uh, reads after you perform an attack that hits, you may spend a charge to perform an evade action. It comes with Sensor Jammer, which is an upgrade that we haven't seen since 1.0, um, and it reads while defending. If you are if there is a friendly lock in the attacker, you may change one of the attacker's hit results to a focus result. Uh, which makes this ship a lot more defensible uh, for its ability. Uh, Sigma 6 ability reads, after you fully execute a speed 3 to 5 maneuver, you may spend a charge to perform a slam action, uh, which is really great, and uh, and that gives it uh, a lot more maneuverability. Those are two, um, two of the interceptor pilots that we haven't seen uh, revealed, even when they did the stream way back when. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested to see how these uh, these ships, these interceptors, will, will play in the meta. Yeah, and I think it says you're back, AJ. Maybe next week we'll we'll talk about we'll talk a little bit more about Battle of Yarvin next week. I think I my guess is we'll get one more article um, next week. It, it is a high probability, and we kind of go through that again and spend a few minutes to go through that. Um, I'll be honest; I'm actually kind of excited about it um, more than I was before. I was not excited before because I was very you know like I'm very tournament focused, very you know like how do we have a competition. But now I feel that the, the that if AMG is not going to give out um, world's invites every time, like to more than the top four people, like if they don't have a last chance qualifier, I need something to play. <laughs> so because like I'm not planning on going to Nova next week, unfortunately, folks, which we will cover Nova um, next weekend. But I, I just I, I can't afford to go to Nova and I can't afford to go to Shanghai. And I can't afford to go to the Russian one that's coming up. I just can't afford to do any of these ones. So like um, Gen Con was my one last chance effort. And unfortunately, it's it's gone. Um, so anyway, next week we will cover. They had some AMG transmission stuff. I don't want to get into it tonight just because a, it was a lot of off the cuff type conversation. And I'm not quite ready to digest that. Um, so next week we will be diving into what AMG said on their stream. I'm um, talking a little bit about if they want to clarify what they said about the last chance qualifier, which they did mention, but didn't really do a lot um, with it. So hopefully we get a little bit more clarification on that. We will 100% be covering Nova um, and then relooking at statistics again because everybody loves statistics. Um, I love statistics. Um, and we will be streaming after next stream. So if you like 312 Squadron, um, you'll probably see as long as I'm home from there, you'll see me play. Um, I'm going to encourage JJ to play. Maybe JJ and I will try to get a game on next stream before our yeah. cast. So, um, Nick is moving his, um, his Friday or Wednesday night streams to Sunday night. Um, and there is a little bit of crossover, uh, between our streams, but hopefully, um, his stream ends on time so he can just raid us. Um, hint, hint, Nick. Um, anyway, one more thing I wanted to mention. If you're in the Michigan area, we have a gentleman on the show named Corey who built this for me. I'm very grateful. You can't see his face right now, so um, I'm just going to hide his face. 
We have a Michigan X-Wing championship with a custom Mandalorian prize kit. Yes, folks, there is only one other kit in existence that has these exact same prize tokens in the United States that I know of. That's it. Only one other one. So we have been blessed with being able to get this. Um, Currently, right now, we are actually at 12 participants, and we have about a month to go. Um, We just started promoting this this week. So between... Wednesday and um, Saturday, we gained 11 participants. If you come, so I'm going to tell you right now, it's a $40 event. So yes, it's high. There's no convention fee. It is a million. It, it's, it's definitely a lot higher than other conventions. And no, you are not going to get to go to Worlds from this. Possibly, maybe, but probably not. But what I will tell you is that because we've already hit 12 signups, because we've hit 12 signups, there will be... $200 in prize support plus this kit on top of that. So you're going to get stuff out of this kit. And then on top of that, we're going to have a $200 prize support wall. And, and, all right, I'm going to make this smaller and bring Corey back in because this is kind of his a little, this was his idea to have this. He's going to have an alt art wall that he's going to provide to us from various podcast streams so if you're a podcaster and you want to provide cards to give away to the awesome amazing people in michigan send them to me or contact me on discord i will get you my address or Corey's address we are going to create a prize wall similar to what gsp did just a little bit smaller with just all our cards <laughs> because we don't have quite the same capital that um uh, dion has but Corey came up with an idea to say hey why don't we give a prize wall we give out random tickets to anybody that wants to play and if you stay all five games minimum, you will 100% get enough tickets to be able to buy a couple of our, our alt art cards. And on top of that, because of the fact that every time that we get more people signed up, we're adding money to the pot to give away. So we're at 12 people right now. I guarantee you between the prize support from the kit and the prize wall, you will get 50% of your ticket back without having to even qualify for top cut. of your ticket back. You're going to get a minimum of $20 in prize support. And you can't even see my face because it's amazing. (laughs) Amazingly crazy looking right now. But you will get that much in prize support. If we fill the event at 32 people, oh, fuck it, 30 people, our podcast is sponsoring two painted ships for the event that um, we have commissioned from from Pim, Andrew Pim. I don't remember what the name of his his. Uh, Pim Miniatures. Yeah. Pim Miniatures. Thank you. Pim Miniatures is getting us a custom painted Ahsoka A Wing, Nabi A Wing, not one you can fly, but one that everybody else but you can fly that is going to look like her Laku, which I don't know if that's how you say that, but it's going to basically look like her hair headdress. And then we're going to also have a Vader Defender just for Corey because the goal is, is to see how does Corey win this event so that he owns a Vader Defender. He effing has to fly. Because if you win this, Corey, you must fly that. You do not get a choice. You will. You have to fly that. Kill three hard right off the board every time. No, no, you have to fly. <laughs> we have commissioned two Tim miniatures um, ships that we've commissioned that at this current time I have paid out of pocket for that are in addition to this. So if you want to come to the Michigan GT and you want to be a part of an amazing group of people that want to hang out, play X-Wing, um and do whatever we're gonna do um before and after the show you're welcome to come hang out with us we will have a good time the 
<laughs> the balls the three heart of Vader off of the board and still try and play the game is pretty incredible, Corey. Yeah, that's my goal. If you win, all right, Corey's flying. I heard Corey's flying Empire. And if you fly <laughs> Vader Defender off the board every turn, every turn, and win the event. So this is my promise to you, Corey. If you play Empire. You don't even need to continue. I'm not I'm not taking that trash anyway. So. I'm telling you, if you fly Vader Defender off the board and win with Empire, I will buy you whatever X-Wing piece you want. Whatever FFG, AMG made, whatever you want. Out of my pocket, this is my gamble it, for you. It's not much of a gamble when you know I'm not going to fly that. So. <laughs> you could do this to prove me wrong. You could do no. this to prove me wrong. No. No. Right. How about this? I'll up the ante. I'll do the same thing, but if you don't fly Vader Defender off the board and you win the tournament with Vader Defender, we will create a campaign to get Vader Defender banned from the game. We will figure out how to screw AMG over so bad that they ban it and they can name it Corey Initiative. They can say this is the Corey Initiative to get this shit banned. The thing is, is no shower. I couldn't be in a shower long enough to wipe the filth off of me for flying Vader for that long. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man, that was great. Uh... All right. Well, Corey, I've given you a challenge. We will see. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, all right. Thank you all so much for joining us on GSP. Hopefully, we are not going to be having our Construct the Death Star event this week. Um, unfortunately, with him and that, but maybe we'll get some. Maybe if JJ settled, we'll get some stuff together. And we'll fly some stuff um, here on Wednesday or Friday this week. Um, I am going to be in Chicago on Saturday. Um, and so we will be constrained for Sunday for the show. But we will be back Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 0 UTC time, if you prefer to live in that time. Thank you very much. Have a good night. And we will see you on the flippity flip. Have a good night, everyone. See ya. See ya. Bye.